Good morning, everybody. It is dark. It is a dark, dark, dark winter in the sense of just lighting. Like it is 7.04 a.m. and it is pitch black outside. Winter time in New York City. You feel the grind. You feel you feel the change of the winter and how it affects your emotions. It's a, it's a cold, cold time. And you have to remember that the winter has something to do with it. The, win- the winter has something to do with your general sadness. It's dark out there, though. It is dark. It, is, it feels rather dystopian. Um, this kind of cold, isolating emptiness. But what the fuck are you going to do but continue to push on? You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, they say in Fiddler on the Roof. We're all, we're all the Fiddler on the Roof, you know, trying to squeak out a beautiful tune without falling off and breaking our neck. And that is life. I, uh, I read this book. Called, well, I'm reading this book. It's called Attachment. And basically, it's about um, adult attachment theory. It's about how how adults are in romantic relationships. And they really break it down into three categories. You're either anxious, you're avoidant, or you're secure. And the anxious, the anxious um, archetype is someone who constantly like needs affection. And needs intimacy and needs attention because they're um, constantly insecure about if the person who they love loves them back. Then there's the person who's avoidant and that person's afraid of intimacy. And so what they do is they um, exercise what they call like deactivating mechanisms. Basically what they're doing is they're putting up walls you know, by like separating, like doing things to avoid intimacy, you know, like avoid, you know, avoiding cuddling, avoiding having sex, like, you know, being critical of the partner, being like, oh, I'm independent, thus that makes me better than my partner who needs a lot of love. So that's the avoidant. And then there's the um, secure, and this is a person who understands that, you know, their partner needs support and love and is open and intimate and stable. And reading this book has really fucked me up, you know, because they, they, uh, they talk about, they show the anxious, the dynamic of the anxious avoidant relationship, and they they write it out in long you know chapters of these examples and these firsthand accounts, and basically to a T, the avoidant characters were do, were doing the same shit I was doing in my last relationship, and I didn't even know I was doing it. I didn't even know I was. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was in an avoidant, anxious relationship, and I played the avoidant character. And I didn't even know. I really, I really would have liked to have read this book before my last relationship. You know, 
I would have really have liked to read this book in um, high school. It's crazy. It's it's fucking crazy that we're we're not educated. It we we have to self educate on these topics. I had no idea I was acting avoidant. And the fa- I thought I was just being myself. It turns out I was behaving inside of an art an archetype. An archetype. You know? That's crazy. Here you go, you think you're just being yourself. You think you're just acting in your own personality and you're just behaving like every other person who has an avoidant avoidant personality. I was you know, you reading these stories and the way this guy Craig was acting. I was like, you just replace Craig's name with David. And it makes you feel shitty. It makes you feel shitty. But then you realize, look, the only way the only way you learn anything in life is through fucking up. The only way you learn in life is through it hurting, you know? And so you read the book, you see that you're acting this way, and then you have to be like, you know what? Now I know, and it won't happen again. And that's the, and that's really the diff, you know, that's the difference. That's the difference between someone who can grow and evolve and someone who can't. Is if you can read the book and say, oh shit, oh shit, I was acting avoidant. So it was good to, it was good to see. It was good to see. I mean, that's, you know, you can't, you can't think too much about it, but then you know, you know, moving forward. So that, I, I highly recommend this book. It's Attachment. After, after my breakup, two people who both aren't that great in relationships also. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would say that. Both, maybe not that great, but be, both are beginners. You know, they're, they're beginners. There's, there's people who are, you know, in the relationship game in high school, early college. Like they, they got it down. And then there's a, there's a great population of people that got started getting into the relationship game a little bit later, 26, 27. And so that's what's happening. They, they, these people told me about the book, and I read the. I'm reading the book. And it's a good book. I don't know if it's going to... Um, I think it will make a difference. I think now... I think it. I think it's making a huge difference. I think it's making a huge difference for me because I'm here and I'm now moving out into the world with intention. And I'm approaching my new relationships with intention. And then when I see the avoidant characteristics coming up where I'm making decisions based off the fear of intimacy. I recognize that slow down and then push through the fear. So that's what's happening. That's, that's what's happening. So it's good. It's good. But basically what they say, they say, if you have an anxious 
personality type or if you have an avoidant personality type, you really have to be with someone secure. That's what they say. They say anxious and avoidant people shouldn't be together. You should be with someone secure. Everybody should work towards security. So if you're a wild free spirit, which means you're most likely anxious or avoidant, you have to find someone who's more stable, who's, who's, who's less that way. I mean, these are all interesting questions. But yeah, you you can't you can't really have two crazy bitches in a uh, relationship. It's it's just too it's too combustible. You need one person who's a little bit more stable, and then the other person's the crazy bitch. And uh, that's it. And so it's and and you have to figure out the role you're playing, like. If you're if you're stable, if you're the stable one in the relationship, you can't go and be a crazy bitch. You can't go and act like a crazy bitch. You have to be stable. So that's so that's the thing. And I think people who know me would be like, David, you're the crazy bitch. But that's actually not the that's not the truth anymore. Those crazy bitch days are long gone for me. I'm a stable man. I'm a stable man. My apartment does not look like I'm stable because there's paint everywhere. The apartment looks like chaos. Just because there's paint everywhere. But, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the price you have to pay. That's the price you have to pay at the beginning of this thing. But it's not, I like living in the paint. I like living, I like feeling the paint. I like, I like the feeling of like I'm in the paint. My shower covered in paint. It's, my shower is covered in paint and I like it. I like that feeling. My shower is covered in paint. Because I, um, I used to, I was in the heat of the pandemic when it was like really intense and we were in lockdown and it was all scary and sad. I would paint over my, I would paint on canvases and then I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like the decisions I made. So then I run to the the bathtub and run the painting under the bath and the water would wash off the first layer of paint and it would it would fix the painting and it would also give it this really cool style of looking so then i thought to my i was so i got kind of into that i got i kind of got into putting wet paintings underneath the shower and so that happened and so now my shower is just covered in paint and i haven't I haven't wanted to wash off because I kind of like it. I like it. I feel safe in the paint. It makes me feel good. So, you know, that's what's going on.
that that it's it it, it 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 does look like an insane an insane person. It's insane. I don't even know what the word insane means. What does the word insane mean? I don't even know what it means. I don't even know what the word crazy means. I feel like these words get thrown around a lot, but what are their definitions? Insane means in a state of mind which is which prevents normal perception, behavior, or social interaction, seriously mentally ill. That's not it. Let's see the informal US. Shocking, outrageous. Maybe it's more in the informal. To describe the bathroom as insane, it would be informal. Um I went to the uh, I went to the vet yesterday for the first time, you know, and to bring Moisha for his vaccine shots. And uh, all the all the nurses were just so so beautiful. They were all beautiful. It was I was like it was just beautiful ladies caring for cute pets. It was really it was really a delight to be in there. And uh, the doctor, you know, Moisha goes to the back or whatever. And then the doctor comes out, pops his, pops her head out the door and compliments me. She says, Moisha is just such a loving, cuddly cat. I take him out. He's just on his back. Da, 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 da. I just wanted to let you know that. And then she leaves. And I turn to the front desk people. I'm like, do they do that with every pet? Like, is this a part of of the game? You know? That they compliment your pet. Like is this a part of the hustle? And the, the women at the front desk looked at me. And I could see in their eyes that it was. But the compliment was genuine. Because I know Moisha is cuddly. I know Moisha's a unique cat in the fact that he's cuddly. But I did feel like the, the process of like the doctor just popping out for one special compliment. That felt like a hustle to me. That felt... That was a hustle. But they got to do that because then they charge you $282, you know. They kill you. And I have to take a, I have to track when Moisha makes a fresh dump and then bring them a stool sample for internal parasites. As these are the things I have to do for my sweet, for my sweet boy. So, that's something. I'm in a salsa class. Uh, I took my first salsa class last night. And it's strange because everyone in there is wearing a mask. So, you don't, you don't really know how good looking anyone is. Because everyone's eyes are beautiful. Everyone has beautiful eyes. It's the nose and mouth which put you on a like a which really kind of determine how attractive your face is and you can't tell how attractive someone's face is by their body but it's intense because you're out there and you're here we are in this world where like there's no touching no one's touching each other anymore like there's no there's no physical contact 
on a day-to-day basis when no one's touching. Because especially everyone's working from home. If you're single, like I am, there's no touching. There's no there's no touching. No one's touching each other. You go out, you see people, maybe you shake hands, you bump, pounce, but there's no touching. There's not that physical connection. And then you go to salsa dancing class and you you're holding hands, you're 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 looping around with like strangers. And you're dancing with them. It's like this very intimate connection. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was everyone out there was just like, "Hey man, everyone there is so everyone there is being so courageous." You know, everyone at the salsa dancing class is there because they're like, look, I need something in my life. I need to learn how to salsa dance. I need that connection. And the salsa dancing instructor, he was like, he was trying to talk about the role of like the men and women. He said men or the leaders or the the followers. He's like, look, when I talking about the leaders, I'm going to say men because that's just reality. But, you know, because like he was struggling with the PC term. You know, that there's the, you know, you can't just say the men are leading because some women lead too, da 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 da. But really, salsa is old school. And as the man, you really have to lead. So you have to, you have to, he was like telling you, you have to kind of like push and pull. And like, it's crazy the different connection and vibe you have with each partner. Like every person dances different. And you go, they, they make you switch partners. So you're going around and you're dancing with all these different women. And everyone's vibe is different. And your vibe with them is different. And it's like it's it's like this it's like this intense experience. It's like a very sensual, intense experience where you're you're like connecting with them through dancing. So it's a nice thing to do. So I'm getting out there. I'm out there. Putting myself out there in this world. Doing some salsa dancing. You know. It's nice. It's nice. Because when, when you do comedy, you're out and you're around fucking comedians all the time. And bless their heart. I love them. I love them. I'm one of them. You know. I get it. I get the need. I get the need and enjoyment. I love them. But... It's not an accurate sample size of the rest of the population out there. And when you spend all your time around comedians, you kind of lose you lose perspective. You know, perspective gets lost. So when you're in salsa class, you know, when you're doing salsa class, when you're just around some people who just want who just want to dance salsa. People who just want to find love and dance salsa in this cold, cold world. It's nice. It's nice. You go and you you get a little refreshing perspective. And then maybe you get some material. But it is, it's a very sensual and sexual dance. Salsa. It's very sensual, very intimate. Very intimate, very sexual. So it's nice. I'm enjoying it. But you can't see anyone's face. So... There's no, it's too big of a risk. It's too big of a risk to, you know, you have to wait till after the class. You have to wait outside after the class and hope that when they leave the class, they take their masks off. The person you want will take their masks off. That's what you have to hope. You have to hope. You have to. So this is the story, you know, this is, this is the story for today.
This is this is what was had. This was what had to be said. It had to be said. 